G'day punters, welcome to another huge edition of All In. We are here for, oh, gee, day two of the championships at uh, Sydney headquarters at Ram. It will be. And uh, first off, the rank, Dean Watling from deanwatling.com and the Barrier Attendant. How are you, mate? Good morning, fellas. Uh, good to see you've got a haircut, Gano, and it's good to be back for day two of the championships. Let's pray it's a better day for punters. It was a dead set bookie bash on the weekend with a wet track, but hey, you can't keep us punters down for too long. Absolutely not. And Lewis Willoughby, fresh off a uh, Roosters victory and uh, no doubt a couple of winners on the weekend. How are you? Huh. The Roosters victory was the only highlight of the weekend. I have had <laughs> I've had bad days on the punt. Like, honestly, I have. And we've all had them. This is the worst I've ever had. I've told you, I reckon I was none from 15, none from 20. You go through my betting statement, not a single, not a single winner. I was looking, I went to country Victoria. I went to Adelaide. I had a bet in Perth. I was going anywhere. Just give me something. Just one little confidence boosting win. Nothing. Strip out. Terrible day. Um, but that is the great game. And if you think I'm not buttering up again next Saturday, you're off your head. <laughs> trying to find a winner. Love it. Love it, lads. And punters, don't forget to make sure you subscribe, comment, get around us below. Um, if you like any of the uh, tips that we've given you, give us some praise. If you don't like what we said, absolutely spray us. We couldn't care less. It's great banter. Uh, just to kick off, we don't think we ran that well last week, Jen. So we um, went off to a flying start uh, the first three weeks. We've sort of slowed down, but I'm very confident. I reckon we've got three or four winners coming hot. So, tap yourselves in. Let's get straight into it now uh, with a horse to follow, Dino. Yeah, two to follow this week. Opal Ridge out of the last. Uh, just a little bit of a flat run second up. I think SP profile was really good. I think third up will be peaking wherever it goes. And I'm following Gear Kick. I thought he probably would have won that race on dry track. His wheels just spun and wish I win was mighty impressive. But I think uh, if they meet again, I'll be definitely in the Gear Kick corner, fellas. Tell you what, how impressive was the win of Magic Time in the last? Wow. Mm, first up, two and a heavy deck. You, you wow. don't often see that at all. Yeah, absolutely. And it was the kind of run where you wouldn't actually expect it to be, uh, expect her to be flat second up because she just did it so easily. Louis, uh, run of the week, mate. Uh, I had a few from Randwick. Tim Clark on Major Beal in the derby, straight to the front. Great, you know, typical. How many times have we seen it, especially at the top level? Gaybot, T Clark, front, win, brute one. So tick for it. Luke Nolan on I Wish I Win was massive to defy that bias that kind of was prevalent throughout the day that you had to be rails in run and saving a bit of a ground to then get to the middle-ish part of the track. He was back. He was last. He bided his time, came wide, and was too good. So they're probably two that stood out for me. Yeah, I tell you what, that's that's probably the most disappointing um, week of form I've ever done, starting the form on Wednesday and just putting hours and hours and hours into it only for it to, mm. you know, we thought we might be a like, soft six or something like that, and even with maybe five meals of rain, but it just didn't seem to stop raining from about 10 o'clock onwards. It's the game we play, uh, the great game. Now, it looks like there's another 30-odd meal coming in the next few days, but I think think by Saturday, the sun should be shining. Fingers crossed. We're going to touch on the Randwick card now. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say soft seven. What do you reckon? Heavy eight. Yeah, hard. Heavy, heavy range. Heavy, yeah. Yeah. Has to be heavy. <clears throat> the, big, the big thing with that track is rain on day is a disaster. Rain mm. leading up and then sun. It, it goes okay. So it'd be interesting mm. to see how it goes. Rails out four metres. I just think, you know, 
my suggestion would be anything anything in the top half of the field is going to be a really good place to be. It can get very, very sticky, especially given they have had runners on it. If uh, if it is in that softer, heavy range around the home turn, that can get quite sticky and hard to go wide and wide again. Righto, let's kick off with the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. you got Animo, $2.50, Dubai, Honor, $2.50, Unicorn, Lion, $8, Cascadian, $15, Montefiore, $15, and there's absolutely no point going any further. Uh, what a battle. What a battle. It's basically the Aussies versus the stinking Poms. Uh, Animo, Dubai Honor. Louis, kick us off. What are your thoughts on this race? What's the profile? What are we doing? Yep. So Queen Elizabeth, um, think it over, won last year and was fifth up, which in the last seven years is the deepest that any horse has been into a prep. A day went back to back in 2020 and 2021, coming off uh, top two finishes in the Ranvet. Uh, other form lines you can look at, the George Ryder um, with Winks, obviously, and the Chipping Norton or Tankard with Think It Over last year. So with respect to this market, really having it a race in two, it seems, I'm going to go with Dubai Honor over Animo. Uh, it bolted in uh, in that Ranvet first up, just completely following that uh, a day form line, come here fresh, go to the Ranvet run very well, come here and win. I think that's what's going to happen. That un- that apparently was unsuitable dry ground. So if we're in the soft seven, heavy eight range, I mean, holy hell, who knows what's going to happen here. Uh, I did ratings on it. I went back and saw what a day did the two times it came here to win this. This is equal, if not better. Seriously, it is. This is a proper, proper horse. Um, I, I Yeah, look... Animo came into this race last year, I think, what was it, fifth up, and they got a heavy 10 that day as well, and it ran last. You can't take a, you know, you obviously can't take a whole lot from that compared to this year, but I think there are question marks around Animo being, what, now fourth up into its prep here, um, coming to a really heavy deck, versing a horse who's got a lot of freshness in the legs, only second up off a dry ground run. So, for me, uh, look, I love Animo, and as you so eloquently put it, I hate to be with the stinking palms, but I have to go with Dubai Honor. Very good, Louis. Very good. Dino, what are your thoughts, mate? Yeah, I agree with Louis for sure. William Haggis has a tremendous um, record when he brings his horses over. Um, obviously, seven from the past 11 winners. Uh, seven out of 11 horses he's brought over have won, and Dave obviously featured heavily in that. I think... What we've got to understand here, fellas, is how much does this horse regress or does it um, peak again on top of that really big run first up by Dubai on uh, If you look at a Dave, he, first preparation, uh, improved into that second up run and then in his second time over here in Australia, he was bang on um, the exact same rating as he did first up. So I think we can have confidence that Dubai Honor can run pretty much up to what it did first up and then maybe even peak again. If it does that, it wins quite easily. He'd run a 105.5. The best Animo's ever run is 103. So Animo's got to leap out of the ground or Dubai Honor's going to drop off the cliff. So I think uh, thinking or betting with your head, Dubai Honor has to be the bet. But with your heart, I think there'll be plenty of punters out there uh, with Animo. But I'm clearly in the Dubai Honor camp here, fellas. I think wet track. Um, second up, like you said, Louis, uh, the profile that he brings, he is tremendously hard to beat here, Gunnar. Yeah, I, I can't possibly back either of them because I don't have – really any confidence you know I, I work off data um but dubai honor clearly rates better on data but then you can throw the data and times out the um at the window when you go back to the golden slipper so you, you gotta go to your eyes sometimes animo can only do what animo's done and that's win horse races 
you don't know a horse's ceiling until it comes up against a horse like Dubonna. So Dubonna, so play devil's advocate here and you go, well, hang on a sec, it comes out and it beats Dubonna, that could rate 106. So who knows where we get to with this race, but I, one thing I'd say is I don't think either of them are betting price at all 50. But what I, <laughs> William Haggis is right and this horse improves on a wet track. And maybe two horse fifty is just a dead set steal, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, not a race that I'm really that keen to play on. What do you think about um, Unicorn Lion? Oh, it's a Japanese horse, right? Uh, so I'm just by default penning any Japanese horses on wet tracks, but then I hear that it's got a great wet track record. So I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Mm. I had a look it's, through. Came off a Group Three or a Group mm, Two win. It's a list three winner. Win. I, I, I'm with you on about it, and I don't want to pretend like I do, but when I was going through the form line, I would have thought surely, you know, I would have seen maybe a group one placing and um, that kind of stuff in recent starts. So is group three form in Japan, a Queen Elizabeth group one form in Sydney? Well, who knows? I guess maybe. we'll find out. But I just was a little underwhelmed by what I saw on paper, and that's me knowing absolutely nothing about Japan racing or the horse. That's just, you know, what I thought I might see when I have a look. Yeah, well, I think it's fair to say we're all Team Animo with our heart and you boys with Dubai Honor with your heads and I'm not playing in the race. Right, let's go to the Australian Oaks. And wow, what a race it was on Saturday. We saw a horse by the name of Arts just jump out of the ground, relish the uh, the rain effect it going. But at the top of the market here with the tab, Pavitra $3, uh, Penny or Wecker. I got that right, Lou. Four fifty art six dollars polygon at eight dollars fireburn eleven pierosa eleven jolted fifteen how premise fifteen byron bell twenty six mountain guest twenty six they were recent uh, that was done this morning but there might have been a few mark uh, moves since but uh, Dino kick us off with the Australian Oaks yeah I think what punters are going to understand here is when we get to wet tracks it's definitely an advantage to be on that quick backup have that wet track form it often stands up and I think we saw that on the weekend um definitely so I would have to lean the way of arts off that big win I know it was a big price but quick backup wet track in saying that I think it's a dead set impossible race to be betting into the win um in that race the Adrian Knox uh, did not stack up at all on the clock so it's a complete gray up but for mine I'd trust wet track form and I'd trust those horses that are up fit and on the quick backup. Louis. Yeah, Dino's in trouble this week because I'm with Arts too. And my <laughs> form is form. And so Dino is cast. Um, Arts, if it does run here, which I can't say why it wouldn't, seven day backup off the Adrian Knox. That fits the profile of Colette, who won this three years ago. Swims, clearly. Likely gets a heavy again. Distance, no issue. Um, so off what you said, Dino, just that wet track form is the key. And albeit I agree it's not a bet, I struggle to see how it was double the price of Pavitra, who I think can be safely said probably doesn't go that mm, well. Exactly. Going. Uh, so, yeah, I just, I just, whether or not they're the right, like $6 is the bet, probably not, but it, it shouldn't be double the price of Pavitra, whatever that is. So yep. I want to say that. Penny Wicker uh, apparently is coming. It says in the tab market, not non, but... No, coming now. Confirmed, nominated. Yeah, they're, they're definitely coming. Nevy yep. um, looks fine. Has the same profile as Bonneval and Sophia Rosa in winning this race, coming off an NZ Oaks. Um, and I just wanted to throw one in there, Premise, who, again, probably needs to be a bigger price, and albeit was 
cleaned up by arts. Gee, it was getting through the line really well. And barriers dependent. Maybe it's a good each way, maybe blowout chance. But um, yeah, I'm keen to be against Pavitra and more likely to with Arts and Pennywaker. Beautiful. Yeah, I'm sticking with Mountain Guests. They tipped it to anyone that was willing to listen at $101. I thought its last 50 metres of the race on Saturday was really, really impressive. I just think they went far too slow, which suggests to me that which just purely suggests to me that they went far too slow on purpose because the stable aren't stupid. This is their grand final on uh, Saturday. And I can't imagine that they'll make, I wouldn't call it a mistake, but I can't imagine that they'll go far too slow again. Mm. And good to hear that confirmed by Dino as well. You, do you reckon they went too slow, Dino? If they were yeah. assuming that that was the target, but this is the target, right? Figures suggested around 14.2 lengths slower than the average to the six. So they've absolutely crawled. They've come over about minus 2.5 lengths. Overall, the figure is no good. But when you have a such a slow first sort of up to the 600 metres, they can't sprint home 14 lengths above standard. So, yeah, um, yeah really slow there. I think a change of tactics or change of setup for the race could really improve the horse. And up again to 2,400 metres, I think they obviously set a little bit closer and dictated. So not really well tipped by you too on... Um, the weekend preview as well at, at 50s and a big price to play. So props to you, Gano. Thanks, mate. No, yeah, so I, I think I think they'll go forward. And, and you can see often with these horses that haven't been ridden forward, they'll go forward and that'll switch her on. So it should be like switched on, I'm in the game now. And your social is like, whoa, I'm in a race now, that last 50. Uh, I thought it was really good. I think it was 26 to 20, $15 now. I wait now. Another horse in the stable jolted. because really good um, in a class one. $15 is not the price, but you might get 40s, 50s or something on Saturday. And if the track is a little bit dry, I'd be having a little bit on Jolter as well. Every track can't possibly have it $3. Ridiculous. Mm. Should be closer to 6 And you guys are spot on with art. $6 is, is reasonable. We put four and a half lengths on them. My query with yeah, it is yeah. if they do go really fast, so they do, you know, we'll kind yeah. of show the same turn of foot. Like, yeah. And the answer probably is no. Mm. Anyway, that's the Australian Oaks, gents. Um, wow. Just got started. Two to go. We're going to go to the Sydney Cup. I just love this race. I love how it's panning out. I'm going to kick off really, really, really quickly, and then I'm going to pass to Lou just back Cleveland. Lou? Sure. Yep. 51 kilos is the right weights profile. If you're looking at this race, um, I mean, let's go through the last, what, seven. Knight's Order, 51.5. Salino, 50. Etard James, 51.5. Shraro, 51. Only one to win it above 51.5, really, in the last... Decent years is who shot the barman, and that's only 55. So, uh, by the looks of things, Gold Trip's carrying 59 and a half. 59 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> if we're going off historical weights, you have to put the massive line through it. Um, Cleveland, yeah, 51 kilos, the right weights profile. I wanted to back Baron Samedi each way at $15. First up in Australia for Joseph O'Brien. So, first up at 3,200 is no joke, but he doesn't bring him here for a holiday. I'm tipping it's going to be pretty spot on. He wouldn't just be coming to a Group 1 Sydney Cup for a run around. Um, loves heavy. Loves heavy. Five starts, three wins at a minor placing on heavy going. Distance is no worries. It gets up to almost 4,000 um, back home. So 3,200 is a walk in the park, really. And at 15 bucks, it's carrying, I think it is 55. So it kind of does go a little against um, what I was just saying there. But I just think the wet track, the heavy track, brings it brings it into contention. What I will say about this historical profile, we go back to last weekend. You've got um, the Doncaster winner, Mr. Brightside, 
I think only three horses have won back-to-back Doncasters, and all they had to rise was maybe two and a half, three kilos. It went up five kilos and won, mm. right? You know, when you talk about the great horses of history in Doncasters, obviously it's going to be there. I'm not underestimating, but fair income. Like, um, I think a lot of the history out of the day one of the championships, when you're looking at it, maybe he's just going to throw up a little kind of rough, odd outlier result. So... Um, and the same can be said maybe this week on, on another heavy deck. So that's why, okay, yes, 55 kilos probably not suitable, but with respect to how the track might play and, and, and that rating of the track, I think you can make some allowances. Yeah, I think the, the profile you suggested, Louis, is dominant in the sense of the weight carry. I think even more so on a wet track, I think it comes into its own there. You want to be sort of those lightly weighted horses. I just think you've got to back the international scene. It's a really interesting point you made. On uh, Baron Samidi, Louis, I think we spoke about um, with Cleveland, they were meant to obviously run in the race prior that's uh, gone across my mind. Maybe that they avoided that race uh, so the horse didn't win and get a penalty into this. This That's sort of my thinking potentially, but I think we've got to back the internationals. I'd be happy to have a spec on Cleveland, Baron Samidi, and probably the other one that's forgotten in the market um, is a horse by the name of Geared Up. I think it was pretty good first up, loves a slot. Um, and gets right down in the weights as well. So 3,200 metres on a heavy track isn't the best betting prospect, but I agree with you, Gunnar. It's a great spectacle when you can have a couple of little plays in the race at good odds and um, cheer them home. Yeah, it's not the race you'd be, um, you'd be loaning all your, uh, all your money on, is it? Uh, yeah. Just very low staking. But I tell you what, Dino, they certainly weren't there to, um, to win on Cleveland a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Yeah, that's very true. It's it's probably going to be a great drinking game this week to hear the amount of time people say in this race, grand final. Um, so it's it's fascinating what they sort of do. But like you said, if you look through the profile, Louis, no Australian bred horse has won this race. I think it's one out of the last 30 yeah. have sort of won it. So you're looking for those international bred horses and um, they dominate our staying ranks. And next up, lads, we're going to go to the uh, Queen of the Turf Stakes here. We've got Alcohol Free. They've paid about $10 million for this horse. Louis must probably have about 10% of that. Mm. Uh, $3.50 favourite, Levante, $4.50. Cerulio Miss, 6 Fangirl, 8 Open your heart, 8 Tissue, 11 And Hinged, $11. Prior to Jenny, also $11. Dino, kick us off with the Queen of the Turf. Yeah, really interesting race. Obviously, J-Mac's been booked on alcohol-free, and he, he doesn't tend to do that unless they're absolute freaks. His horse is at a trial, which was really good. Pushed out in that trial and asked to find the line, which he did really well. It has to be a massive query, though. Like First up in Australia, off uh, a break like that on a heavy track. I think at the price at the moment, all in markets, we can bet around that horse for sure. I think we'd be looking for those rock-hard fit horses. Cerulea Miss, um, hoping your heart was phenomenal in the Doncaster. Tissue was great first up and loves the wet. Um, then you go down to horses like Hinged, um, Ice Bath and a couple of others potentially. I think it's a tricky race. It's not a race, again, that I'll be betting up uh, hugely um, all in. But I think a Tissue, um, hoping your heart would definitely be the way I play it. I think hoping heart's always underrated that horse. Um, Kerry Parker does an amazing job and a Tissue sectionally was phenomenal first up and has the wet track on the on the board. But the only knock for mine is that Waller second up stat that always irks me a little bit. So, Louis, hoping your heart a Tissue for me in a race not really confident at all. Yeah. Oh, gee, we, we uh, what is it, symbiosis or something this week. I mm. echo your sentiments. It's a big word, Louis. Well, yeah, no, I've been reading it. I, when I couldn't back a winner on Saturday, I started reading the dictionary. 
Um, I, I, yeah, struggled in this race when I was having a look at it to, compared to the others to really find a strong one to push it into. I'm a massive, massive, massive fan of Cyril A.O. Miss, and it has form mm. on wet going. It's rock hard fit and deserves a shot at a group one. So, uh, gun to my head, I'd probably lean that way. Gee, this race can throw up some weird results. Think Natoya back in 2021 winning. If you look at the form lines historically, the Doncaster and the Vinery, um, a lot of them come through to win this. I'm worried on that this year because of the seven-day backup from a gut-busting run on a heavy track last week. That would be my concern that, uh, you know, historically they do back up, but maybe this time they won't. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I, I did struggle in this race. It'll be a good one to watch, no doubt about Definitely. it. Probably Cyril A.O. Miss if, if I had to have a bet, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm with Dino. I, um, I'm i more excited to watch than bet here. I must have the real simple play. I'm going to back a, a tissue just one by four. I just think $3.50, great, great bet. The race could potentially fall away if we are on a heavy track and all of a sudden, you know, they'll take 16 and whatever it is. And then you might end up with, you know, nine starters there if it's a, if it's a bo- complete bog and the horse will go around and you won't be getting 350 to the place. So I think we'll... Um, It'll come out in front because the horse will probably run top three anyway, regardless. Uh, boys, best all-in play of the week. Dino, kick us off. Yeah, probably two races that we didn't touch on. I think the first is Sykes. Unfortunately, Tiz Invincible goes around a Hawkesbury and probably wins that race, but it doesn't help us when you're on at hundreds in bloody the Percy Sykes. You'd want to Sykes. win a if you're going to win the bloody Percy Sykes. You'd want to win a Hawkesbury. You'd hope so, but tell you what, Hawkesbury can throw up some results. You can slow uh, one down, can't it? Yeah, oh. definitely. I'm going to have uh, Autumn Ballet uh, around that $3, $2 price in the Percy Sykes. Phenomenal win on the Black Opal. No horses ever won that race first up. It did it. Has had a brilliant to go over trial. Um, and I really like the way this horse is progressing. I'm going to have two this week, Gunnar. I'm making the rules up myself. And I'm going to have Aft Cabin in the Arrowfield Stakes to go over trial back to 1,200 metres. I think that's what we learned. That horse is a dead set, out and out 1,200 metre horse. If it does what it did first up, Wins that race. So, up cabin and autumn ballet for me, Louis. Just quickly, Dino, uh, what you need nominated for the Arrowfield make you nervous? No, no, no. I know what's going there. I just think if uh, up cabin turns up and does what it did uh, first up, I don't think what you need can sort of get near it. Um, I think the only sort of knock and concern is the wet track, but I think we saw that horse absolutely motor through back in the Melbourne Spring Carnival, Louis, if that serves me right. Yeah, potentially. Yep. Absolutely. It was, I was hosing, and I reckon it might have been Caulfield, and it just swam. That's the one. Louis, yep. best all-in play of the week? Uh, it's going to be Dubai Honor, but not at its current price. I'd be more keen to back it on Saturday. And as we kind of mentioned, to be honest, that might backfire because a lot of them will scratch, and it's a heavy nine, and it'll start at $1.60. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <but laughs> yeah. if, you, if you want one at the current price, it's got to be Baron Samedi each way in, in the Sydney Cup. So Dubai Honor, very keen. Waiting for a price. I'll take 15 now about Baron Samedi. Outstanding. Yeah, I'm with you, Dino. I had two tickets for the Percy Sykes Autumn um, Ballet. Ballet? Is it Autumn Ballet? Yeah, yeah, Autumn Ballet. And I just can't read my handwriting. Having an absolute shocker. And the other one in the Provincial um, Midway. Midway Championship Final is Kaiobi. I mm. think this horse has them covered and has them covered by a long way. And I spoke to a mate this morning that does some data by the name of Nick Ashman, and he said, mm, I like this horse a lot, rates very well and better than all of these. And I went back and watched its replay, and it 
sort of got balanced around the 150 at Gosford, which makes sense, right? Not as track. It's not as track. And it's gone past the horse plane of Audette, who sat three wide at Warwick Farm in a, I don't know, I'm going to get benchmark 70-something race and was super impressive last Wednesday. And yep. once this horse gets to Randwick, Kobe, it'll improve two or three. And if it improves two or three, what we've seen already, it'll be winning by three or four. So Kobe will be my uh, best all-in play there. And I'm going to go what we like Dino and have Autumn Ballet in there as well, which just – you know, grazed me up completely because I thought Cleveland was going to be my best bet, but I'm very confident. I think we're going to have a fill up. I think Mountain Guess will get the job done, jump, lead, win, and we're just going to have an absolute party. Boys, before we wrap this up, give us your best midweek best bet. Dino, you're already, mate. You've been, you're late to the show, so you've also been doing plenty of form. What do you got? Yeah, race one, Hawksbury. Tis invincible. It's your personal oh, life. Oh, Instead, we'll take the odds at, um, at Hawkesbury. Interesting, Zach Lloyd's on, takes a claim, but it's a non-claiming race. So that's a little bit strange. Bright red in the race is a really good horse, but I just think this is Invincibles from Barry A. Rolls to the front, and he's mighty hard to beat. So that's my best or uh, best midweek play for the week. Dino. What odds do we get there, Dino? No odds out yet, but I'm guessing it will be short. Um, but, yeah, it's short but sweet. He'll be winning. Outstanding. Lewis, what do you got for us? Uh, I'm sick of horse racing, and I'm swapping codes. I'm taking you to Wentworth Park on Wednesday night. Come on. Stop, stop, listen. Wentworth Park on Wednesday yes, night. I've got a dog running in race 8, 9.23 p.m., box one, Belmont Duchess. I've got no idea what the price is going to be, uh, but I don't care. By 9.23, there's a chance I won't be able to see the race, but I'll be there anyway. And uh, first time to town, mate. I think it'll be winning. She's a little star for a very informed kennel who now has a Easter egg finalist. Uh, Kat and Joe, uh, they've got one into the Easter egg final and they are flying at the moment. First time to town. She's a really, really good little dog. Always tries her heart out. No superstar, but I can't wait. And I think from the cherry, too hard to beat. You're unreal. Oh, you to, I think you sent us to Dubai about two weeks ago, and you've. Hey, did you know, it ran well, the astrologist. It ran really well. Yeah, it did run well. And then we've logged at Wentworth Park on a Wednesday night. No. Yeah, that's all right. Well, you could do worse because I have found one at Kembla Grange. It's a living, breathing oh. girl by the name of Bunker Hunt, and it's been scratched. So can't Ooh. win. I've got nothing for you. Sorry, punters. Keep an eye on Twitter. I'll send something out there, or I'll put something in the comments, even more so Wednesday morning for you. But uh, there's not much I can do there. They've taken out Lewis. Uh, Dana, what do you got? Yeah, can I do your midweek best bet for you? Yeah, go. Instead? Yeah, in that same race, I just did that race. Bunker Hart was uh, agree immoral. Um, but I think the 10, Diamond City, second up, yeah. Prentice claims, I think, you know, that can be your midweek best bet of the week. And not just an apprentice. He's a gun, Jet Stanley. He only claims two kilos there, but that's he, he's a very, very good rider. Did a lot of great work for Beery down at Aubrey and now moved up to Annabelle, I believe. So, yeah. Uh, there we go, lads. We've got one more show to go. That'll be the all-age stakes and a bit of a segue into a message I sent you guys a couple of days ago, maybe a week ago. Jackano, all-age stakes. Take some of the $9. It's probably still around that price now. That'll be a great bet. That race will fall away. Gents, thank you so much. Have a great week on the punt. Uh, punters, thanks for your uh, comments. Uh, we love your work. See ya. Till next week.